Welcome to episode three of the Morbid Minutes. This week we will be discussing Satanism. Wikipedia has this to say about Satanism. Satanism is a group of ideological and philosophical beliefs based on the character of Satan. Although the public practice of Satanism began with the founding of the Church of Satan in 1966, historical precedents exist. A group called the Ophite Cultus Satanus was founded in Ohio by Herbert Arthur Sloan in 1948. Satanist groups that appeared after the 1960s are widely diverse, but two major trends are theistic Satanism and atheistic Satanism. Theistic Satanists venerate Satan as a supernatural deity, viewing him as not omnipotent but rather as a patriarch. In contrast, atheistic Satanists regard Satan as merely a symbol of certain human traits. This week, Vance and I had the pleasure to sit down with the exceedingly charming Nathan Gray. He's the front man of Boy Sets Fire, I Am Heresy, and most recently, the Nathan Gray Collective. He also happens to be a spokesman for the Church of Satan. I will say this, some of you may find this interview highly disturbing because of the shitty sound quality. I'd like to welcome Nathan Gray. Nathan, thanks for taking the time to do the show today, man. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. Let's start out with some of the, the hard hitters. What is Satanism to you? Because I know like maybe a lot of our, our listeners out there is like, okay, Satanists kill babies and, and, and sacrifice <laughs> sacrifice dogs and shit on the full moon and stuff like that. So <laughs> <laughs> To me, Satanism, well, number one, let's just get past the fact that it's not about any of that shit. If you know anyone that is sacrificing animals, report them to the fucking police. <laughs> those, are, those are what we call psychopaths. <laughs> uh, so that, that has nothing to do with Satanism. And as a matter of fact, the word sacrifice in and of itself has nothing to do with Satanism. Because Satanism is about indulging in all life has to offer. So if you're sacrificing, who the fuck, number one, are you sacrificing to? Satanists don't believe in any And number two, why would you be sacrificing anything? Why would you be compromising anything in your life? Why wouldn't you just be the best you you can be? That's the best way you can be a Satanist. Satanism, to me, is taking on the archetype of the adversary, of the opposer. Um, and it, it's really, it really is just that simple. Some people connect with it, others don't. And, and that's fine, because Satanism in and of itself is supposed to be, I guess, rather exclusionary. It's supposed to be for those who sort of get what it's about, uh, and that speaks to that. Moving on from there, when you join into something like that, when you have something that speaks to you as an individual, it makes it a lot easier to just realize that everyone sort of has their bag, and I don't really care, as long as they're cool people to me. I've got many friends who are Christian, Buddhist, whatever, you know what I mean? Uh, just plain old atheists, you know? And, and it, it's funny, once you realize who you are, instead of battling with it, it makes it very easy to get along with just about anyone who's not a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a misconception oh. with, sa uh, with associating Satanism with Satan as a deity. And you yeah. said yourself, it's yeah. not the worship of a deity at all. It's more of a philosophy right. or a, a set of principles. It's the worship, worship of yourself. There is a God, and that God is me. As, and for you, 
that God would be you. You know, uh, you're the center of your own universe, and taking on the archetype of Satan is just saying that is is taking on that symbolism of rebellion of um, self-worth. Basically, it's a rebellion of saying, "Wait a minute, I don't need an external deity, and I don't actually need any of you. I'm good enough. <laughs> I'm good enough for me, and I really only need to concern myself." with the people who I trust and I love and I care about in this world. Otherwise, I'm wasting my fucking time. Right. Um, so I'm going to care for those who I trust and I believe in and who love and care for me in return, and I'm going to indulge in all the things that make me happy as long as, uh, I like to say, where my, you know, my right just on my fist ends at your nose. So, as long as I'm being happy and I'm having fun and indulging and not repressing myself, and as long as what I'm doing isn't hurting anyone else, that's how it should be. That, to me, is what Satanism is all about. I have a quick little story. It was a, it was a Harry Potter community event, okay? I had a, a, a little booth set up where I drew. It was dark art class with Professor K, okay? And I had an easel, and I was drawing, and there was chairs and uh, markers and things behind me. When, and then uh, this one little girl, she wanted to draw a candle and a skull and a potion bottle. And it was fun. <laughs> and then she said, okay, now you follow me. So <laughs> line by line, I followed her. Much to my surprise, she had me draw a pentagram. And I inverted or 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 it was inverted. And oh. I, <laughs> oh and I said as we're doing it, I I I kind of stopped and I said, I know what this is. Very I felt a little uncomfortable just but you know, it's a community event, people walking around, they're gonna see this kind of hairy, you know, disheveled looking man drawing pentagrams with this little girl. And I said, uh, whoa, where'd you learn that symbol? And she said, My mom draws it on everything. Um, I guess I'm I'm personally an agnostic, or what agno or what that means to me is I'm sort of undecided. I guess the only thing that prevents me from calling myself a Satanist because I think I agree and live my life and with a, a lot of the same principles uh, that you're speaking about is probably my religious upbringing. Uh, so it may be it may be fear based. It also may be that I think man is so fallible that there's a part of me that wishes and hopes that there is something bigger than us because we're generally people suck, right? As the bump, as the old uh, sticker sure. says. Sure. So that's the part that it's fear-based. That's what keeps me from saying, sure. no, there absolutely can't be or there absolutely is. Right. As I'm well, sort of stuck well let me speak to that for one second. Sure. That, that brings up a, a very good point that falls sort of into something that I like to explain. If we're to be honest with ourselves, I think that on an esoteric level, we're all agnostic right. because no one knows. Right. You know what I mean? But we have a pretty good fucking idea. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, and that's just the thing. You know what I mean? Like, what's funny about this? I was also brought up religious. My dad. My dad is a Presbyterian minister. Gotcha. Um, so this brings a whole new light into this. Uh, now, I was never touched by a priest, so let's. Get that out of the way. A lot of people believe that when someone's a Satanist or an atheist, it's because they've been hurt by religion. You know, I was never hurt by religion. Um, it just, after a while, I went, 
why the fuck am I, where, where the fuck are the unicorns? Why am I, why right. am I listening to this? Yeah, well, that's right. where I ended up, too. Just disillusioned. Not hurt, but disillusioned. Yeah. And, uh, right. yeah. Absolutely. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And like I said, as someone who considers myself an atheist, um, I have a pretty good fucking idea. But at the same time, I don't, I don't care if other people don't see it that way. And that's sort of like I was saying what being a Satanist is about. Is about finding who I am and not who I'm not. Right. You know, uh, and let, and in that you you are able to allow other people be who you're not. You know, so exactly. So when did you when did you Nathan become active in Satanism? I know you and your dad kind of used to go back and forth. I've, I've read that in some articles and heard that too that you guys used to you know. Yeah, uh, well, it's, it's always been friendly. I grew up in a very friendly debating household. Which is cool, you know what I mean? It's not often that you have a Christian conservative parent or have Christian conservative parents that allow open debate. So I, I was very lucky in the family I grew up with. There was a lot of very conservative Christian people but a lot of very loving, caring, listening people too. So I took my own path and even though they're not stoked on it, what are they going to do? I'm a 43-year-old man. You know, right. <laughs> but, but, but we debate, we have friendly debates, it's great. What you were saying earlier about sort of that fear and all that stuff, and being a Christian when I was younger, I was living down in Pensacola, Florida when I was like around 12, 13, I want to say, and we had moved down there from Delaware because my dad and my mom were going to theological school or whatever down there. This was during what was what's referred to as the satanic man. So sure. everybody was up in arms and crazy about Satanism. Oh, I remember it was, that. It was everywhere, like you were saying, they're murdering cats and raping children and holding these huge events that no one ever actually saw, but they happened, <laughs> you know. Uh, and, and actually, as funny as that is, a lot of innocent people were put in jail for decades. Yeah, right. Who uh, only more recently were able to be released. Now, during this, at my church, obviously, they were doing their best to indoctrinate the children. So they would show us these videos on heavy metal music and on Satanism and all this stuff that's coming to get you. I'm sure I saw um, a few of those myself, yeah. Which, yeah, yeah, which completely backfired on them with me. Um, <laughs> because I saw all these bands and I was like, holy shit, this is Awesome. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I saw, like, they were trying to convince me that this sort of funny carnival style guy with a cloak and little red horns named Anton LaVey was the height of evil. Right. You know? And they would show these videos, and I was like, actually, that dude seems sort of cool. I want to see more about that. So I looked more into it. I got the Satanic Bible, and it was quite literally the most terrifying experience of my life because at 13, I don't think you're really ready to know who you are, especially you when you've been told who you are is shameful. Yeah. Right. Uh, I ran into that fear at that point, and, and this plays into a lot of how long it took for me to really get involved here. I read the Satanic Bible, and I honestly sort of expected it to be like the Necronomicon, like just right. silly distance, you know, <laughs> just, just like spells and incantations. But I read it and went, oh no, oh no, this makes so much sense, oh shit, like, you know, uh, this is like exactly who I am and what I want out of life and all this shit, 
and it terrified me. And I think I actually ripped up the book and threw it away. Because unlike like the Necronomicon and stuff like that, where you can go, oh, this is silly and fun, and it's like a rebellious thing, the Satanic Bible is telling you how stupid you're being <laughs> by not realizing who you are, you know? Um, so anyway, uh, ripped it up, threw it away, and tried to be a better Christian. And so for uh, a good decade or so, hell, I think up until my early 30s, I was still carrying around that Christian tag, although my doctrine was getting a lot more and more liberal, you know, and I was I was finding it harder to rectify uh, or justify the stories in the book I supposedly followed. I would, I would, you know, struggle so hard to find the good guy badge in the Bible when it's sort of obvious once you get into the Old Testament and stuff how disgusting and horrible it is. But then, even when you get into the New Testament and you see it through new eyes, you realize, sir, what an asshole Jesus was. Seriously, this guy came into these people's lives, had them go away from their families, throw all their money away, have no care for the world because I'm going to return while you're still fucking alive. That's irresponsible. (laughs) It's irresponsible to tell people to throw everything away and follow you because you're going to be in heaven. And look what happened and after he left, look what happened to them all. They got like fucking hung upside down, crucified upside yeah. down, beheaded, all kinds of shit, man. I carried that guilt and shame and fear and all that stuff into my early thirties. And this was Voice as Fire was well already on and going. Uh, as a you know, quote unquote revolutionary band. You know, I mean, we were speaking out about government and politics and things like that. I was still beholden to this invisible authority figure, and I had to start thinking about that. Like, if I'm unable to break away from an authority figure that I can't see, feel, taste, touch, you know, whatever, um, how am I going to break down authority in the real world? That's insane, you know? So... So I started thinking about that, and you know, I kept getting more and more out there and and educating myself. And as, as we know, education and wisdom is the death of any deity. So <laughs> I, I I just um, after a while, I just couldn't I couldn't do it anymore. And I I started reading um, Christopher Hitchens was a big one, Richard Dawkins, a couple of the leading atheist writers, and it started there. Uh, because I had to sort of get rid of that that tag of Christianity before I could even start to even hope to understand that I was Satan. I had to get rid of this and uh, this dog uh, and this fear and this shame. It was mostly Christopher Hitchens, I believe, that really brought me out of that because I, I would try to argue, you know, what I was reading from what he would say, and I couldn't. You know, he, he just eviscerated any any doubts I could have feasibly had. Once I was able to strip that fear away, once I was able to stop worrying about being a Christian, I was like, okay, I'm an atheist. I know that I'm an atheist. But, come to think of it, now calling myself an atheist is just like saying, hey, I'm not something. Right. And that's weird to me. It's, 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 it seems somewhat masochistic to define yourself by what you're not. You know, it's negative. Um, so I wanted to think of a positive way to define myself by who I am. 
So I started looking into what everybody normally does in atheism is humanism. And as I got into studying sort of the tenets of what people call humanism, I saw that as somewhat being bullshit too. It was it was this weird Christian apologetics. It was this like shining a good guy badge and saying, Hey, we can be good too without God. We love all humans. Well why the fuck do you love all humans? That's weird. <laughs> like, like half of them aren't even worth looking at. Let alone fucking caring about. Come on. Like so at that point, as I'm starting to question these tenets and ideologies in humanism, I start realizing, wait a minute, I, I know who I am. I, I, I get it now. You know, and I started thinking back to the book I had read when I was a younger person and going, I, I know where I need to go. So I went and I rebought a uh, the Satanic Bible and went, there it is. I knew it. You know? I knew it way back then, and now that I'm able to accept it, here I am. Funny enough, that wasn't the end of the journey, though, because even though I decided I'm a Satanist, um, I didn't know where to go with that. You know, uh, okay, so now what? You know, I mean, what does that mean? What does that, you know? So I did a lot of studying. I did a lot of stuff online, you know, just trying to understand uh, who I was and what I was sort of aligning and through that, I came across the Church of Satan. Um, but it, it really was a long process of sort of studying and shaking off uh, old dogma. What is it? What is what is it like being a, an active member? What, what's the what's the actual Church of Satan? Is there is there like a black temple somewhere on a on a <laughs> No, no, uh, that's, that's another misconception that a lot of people have that I like to clear up. There is no actual physical church. Now, of course, um, Peggy and Peter live in a black house uh, in, in New York mm-hmm. um, that, you know, it's, it's, to an extent, it's sort of like headquarters, you know what I mean? Seeing as they're the high priest, the high priest is the whole organization. It's like headquarters, you know, people go there, we visit, it's sort of like, it's sort of like visiting mom's dad, you know what I mean? Right. Um, but there's no actual, no, one's, no one needs to be part of any what is it, uh, sort of ritual or meetings or anything like that. We have things, you know, once a year we all get together or something like that type of thing. Or those that want to get together. Or, you know, a couple of us will go visit Peter and Peggy in the Black House, you know, things like that. But there isn't anything that requires you to do that. Uh, It's not like other churches. It's, It's a very individualistic thing. And as an individualistic organization, we realize that not everyone is going to get along. Um, it's not that love of your neighbor's brother and sister culty weird shit. Yeah, you get a group of people. If you get a group of people together, there's bound to be assholes. That's just plain and simple. Well, yeah, and not only that, but we're all animals. Some people smell well. Yeah, you know what I mean? like it just yeah. all it is. You're going to meet somebody and go, nope. Yeah. <laughs> and that is completely accepted within within the church of faith. And within Satanism itself, it's not meant to bring people together necessarily more than to align ourselves with an ideology and a philosophy. Our church, our physical church is wherever we live, personally live. Our God is us. Uh, and what we do to spend our time 
is our ritual and our way of paying homage to Satanism is to live our lives to the best and fullest extent we can and to indulge in everything life has to offer. I did watch some satanic movies, but they were all so bad that you could wipe yourself with them. We're going to talk about this movie called Antichrist. Is that the Willem Dafoe movie? It is. Okay. So it's actually very, very wonderful. It was directed by Lars von Trier, who is amazing. And he's done Melancholia, and he's done uh, Nymphomaniac 1 and 2. So anyway, with Antichrist, the movie basically starts out with they're making love. Their child falls out the window. And this woman is a mess, and he happens to be... A psychologist so he you know it's weird he's at this balance all the time of trying to be a husband and trying to be a shrink at the same time he's crossing all the you know, these gray areas and everything and they finally go out to this uh, cabin uh, you just have to watch it from there it's a slow burn it takes a while to develop no lie about that but I mean if you want to invest your time into a great ending it's amazing you failed to mention that Willem Dafoe is naked through quite a bit of this film. So Nathan, how do you how do you deal with the uh, you know backlash regarding Satanism? I mean, you're you're in the music industry, you're in, in you know the entertainment industry, just like I am, and, and it's like I'm sure you've had people like, oh whoa, he's a fucking Satanist, or you meet somebody, somebody's friend, somebody's parents, or something, they're just like, whoa, how do you deal with that? I mean, yeah. you know, you, just, you don't give a shit. That's their problem. Or what I do a lot of times is that I just be me. I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty approachable guy. I'm pretty nice, pretty charming, you know. If I do say so myself, <laughs> <laughs> so it, it usually works out, you know. I mean, a lot of people who um, are very cautious with me, it doesn't take very long to they're like, oh wait, you lost. That's cool. All right, like people are weirded out by it when I'm like really happy. I, I know who I am. That makes me happy. But here's the thing. What's sort of cool about the whole thing, doing your best to be a decent human being. Absolutely. While at the same time, realizing how funny it is when people can't see past it and just let them be a little freaked out by it. You know? I, I wouldn't do anything to necessarily antagonize anyone unless they're giving it to me first. But it is sort of funny when people are a little put off or a little awkward or a little uncomfortable and shifty around you because they don't know how to act, you know? So there is a joy in that to an extent. While at the same time, I always really like to just show people that, you know, not to get stupid, but I'm just like anybody else and I'm just going to be me. And if you like that, awesome. If you don't, all right, cool. But I'm not going to shove anything in anybody's face because the thing about Satanism is we don't proselytize. We don't try to preach to people, we'll explain, like I'm doing now, right. if that, but I'm not going to come into someone's house and go, hey guys, how you doing? I'm a Satanist. Let me tell you about what I believe. <laughs> Excuse me, sir, do you have a moment to talk about Satan? <laughs> I'm not knocking on people's doors that's obnoxious. And not only that, but why would I want to? What's the point? Yeah. We don't have a deity. I don't believe you're going to hell. So what the fuck would I be saving you from? <laughs> well, I think, I, think that, yeah. I think that people, when they hear Satan, they think of the red horn devil. They think of Lucifer. It's the it's yeah. the polar opposite of Christianity. And I think maybe yeah. I think most people do. I, I think my mother would be one. She's going to listen to this episode and think, why was my son talking to a Satanist? How dangerous! Right. That, you know. But, no, and that and, and let's be honest, it is purposeful. I think it would be dishonest for any of us to say 
that calling something Satanism doesn't have a little bit of a weight behind it. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You can't just be like, oh, no, you just misunderstand. Right. No, it's called fucking Satanism. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so it's supposed to fucking turn people off. It's supposed to yeah. fuck with their taboos. Yeah. Right. It's supposed to, you know, as, as, as I believe has been said before me, it was it's called that because that's the final taboo. Yeah. You know what I mean? Once you can get over that, you're, you're free at that point. You know what I mean? When you can align yourself with the with the archetype of pure evil, you know, you have finally defeated that same quote unquote evil. You you have decided that that no longer exists. That's silly. It's a fairy tale, and I'm not going to fall for it because my human nature is not dirty, it's not filthy, it's not sinful, it's who the fuck I am. Awesome. And if you are going to try to place rules and laws on what I can and cannot do to make myself happy, you can fuck off. <laughs> and you can call me Satan, you can call me a sinner all you fucking like, and you know what? I'm going to be the best sinner you've ever seen. <laughs> Thank you, Nathan, for joining us today on Morbid Minutes. I mean, it, this was an awesome interview, and, and thank you for, for doing this. Thank you so much for having me. I really do appreciate it. So, Vance, now that you've had a little exposure to Satanism, what does Satanism mean to you? Well, I mean, essentially, like I said, it's a philosophy. You're your own god. You kind of do what you want, you know, within reason, of course, you know. See, it doesn't, it's not a license to act like an asshole, first of all. It's not a license to go out and be mean to people, and beat, beat the hell out of people, burn their houses down, and everything like that. I mean, it's completely within reason. If you look at a lot of these Satanists, they have class. They're educated, they're well-informed, they speak very well. You know, I mean, if you look at Peter from the Church of Satan, I mean, he's a very well-spoken, intelligent man, as was LeVay and Nathan. It's not this like low class of people who don't work, who drink blood. To me, it means, you know, being in control of your own destiny. And maybe what that truly means is evicting the guilt that has been instilled in you for enjoying things that are here to enjoy within reason. I mean, the Catholic and Christian religion for, I mean, how many millennia? You know, what are we talking? You know, I mean, it's just like, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do this. If you do this, you're a sinner. If you do this, you're going to hell. It's like a constant dark cloud hung over your head. That's a form of control. Absolutely. Uh, the unfortunate part is that a lot of people need that control. That is the, the reason that we have laws. There are good people that you could call law-abiding that the law has nothing to do with them. They just inherently have a moral standard. They live their lives and they don't need to be told what to do because they're smart enough to do the right thing. And I think, and maybe I'm misunderstanding, but I think that's the core of Satanism. I want to thank Nathan Gray one more time for being on the show. For more about Nathan, you can visit his website at www.nathangraysongs.com. If you'd like to hear more of our interview with Nathan, we have a bonus episode coming where we talk about life 
and of course his music. As always, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to check out vantsavage.com or leonardkenyon.com. Until next time, let's keep it creepy, everybody. I was impressed by Nathan. I do share a lot of the same philosophies and feelings about things. And there wasn't really any point that I disagreed other than personally, I just hope that there's something beyond. I can't say that there 100% isn't. Nathan changed my life quite a bit. I'm more at peace with who I am. I'm more at peace with, you know, what I'm all about now. I don't I don't I don't feel the guilt anymore. Even if you're agnostic or whatever, you still feel the guilt. But I don't necessarily think that guilt is a bad thing. I associate guilt with humility. That's the good side that's of the it. Good I side. can say that's the good side of the guilt. You know what I mean? And that's fine. You know what I mean? Because it put you, like what you're saying, it constantly puts you in check. But what about, what about the guilt that's been instilled in masturbating or, or anything like that? And people can laugh at this as much as they want, but eventually, psychologically, you, you feel guilty. And I, I really just don't feel it should be that way. Uh.